0: All right. This is the Brian Hornback podcast. This is episode forty-three, and we are going to meet another city council candidate. This city council candidate is none other than Jim Clenaris, who is a candidate in the fourth district of city council. That's um, kind of Fourth and Gill out towards out out toward Fountain City. But um, Jim, uh, thanks for joining us here on the Brian Hornback podcast. How are you this morning? hey good
1: morning brian hey brian let's not forget that includes that Easttown mall area and all the way down into uh, holston
0: hills too A- absolutely and you know what i was uh i was over near Easttown mall yesterday and um the building is uh basically gone it's uh yeah it, it, and it looks it looks like they might be uh getting ready to uh start maybe laying the the footprint for the new amazon uh, distribution center or whatever it is they're going to put in over there so um So so some great stuff going to be coming to the 4th District uh, of City Council. So let's kind of talk about, first of all, you've been in Knoxville uh, about four decades, something like that, as as I recall, and you've been a successful businessman. So let's kind of talk about that for just a minute. Uh, You've you've been in the restaurant business and, and particularly in Market Square for a while. So talk to us a little bit about what Market Square was before you went there and what it is today.
1: Yeah, so uh, that is true. I've been in Knoxville actually for 47 years. Wow. Um, And 35 years ago, my wife and I uh, decided to go into the restaurant business here in Knoxville. We actually started out in West Knoxville, which is where we resided. We lived out in the county, and uh, we built several uh, restaurants over the years. And then um, it was in, oh think that maybe 2005 2006 uh we were actually out of the restaurant business completely Mm. and at the time uh in 2007 um we were just kind of doing our own thing and we were literally recruited uh by several people in the downtown area now you know
0: no one went downtown back in those days. It was uh, boarded up. Right. Market Square was boarded up.
1: Um, it was just not a really. It was kind of a ghost town. Yeah, the best way to put it. It really was. And at the time, uh, Mayor Haslam, uh, now Governor Haslam, um, uh, and some other visionaries recruited us to come downtown and take part in a vision to re open and rebuild the downtown area of the city of knoxville and we raised our hands and said yeah we're gonna we're gonna do this this could be a great project we got excited about the vision of it and we uh we did just that we opened up a restaurant on market square and it was very successful from the get-go and we're very and we're very blessed we've had that restaurant for 13 years it's called cafe four and um and we were part of the initial launch, if you will, for the resurgence of what we now enjoy is downtown Knoxville. And uh, we're, we're very proud of that. And subsequently, we've opened several other businesses over the years, and we are still in the restaurant and hospitality business. And, and Brian, you know what? That's interesting because I might even I might even uh, precede your next question uh, at some point, but the reason we even have looked at getting into uh, the city council movement or city council um, run has to do with what has happened over the last 13 years from the time we came downtown to where we are today.
0: Well, and and let's talk about that a little bit. You know, we had, uh, as you mentioned, um, Mayor Haslam, um, along with his administration, kind of recruited you downtown. Uh, You know, he brought – uh, the uh, Regal cinema downtown, he actually invested his own capital uh, or some of his own family's capital to bring Regal cinemas down there. I mean, uh, you know, and so, you know, but, but what we're seeing now is, you know, back in the day when you only had what, what I used to, the, the old Hyatt Regency, which uh, we used to nickname the, uh, the box uh, or, or the dam that, that missed the river. Cause it looks like a dam. Uh, but, you know, I mean, um Downtown. I mean, who would have thought that we would have all the hotels and all the condos and, and all the apartments that we have downtown? And and I think that that's one thing that's going to be interesting in the census this year, uh, or as we see the census data here in the next few days for for the um, for the 2020 census is the number of people that live in downtown now. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. Yeah. And, and i mean it, it it's almost difficult to find a parking spot in downtown now whereas you know back when uh downtown grill and brewery was about the only restaurant downtown and uh and and you know and then of course cafe four when when y'all built that 13 years ago but i mean you know you could park just about anywhere now you've actually got to try to find a parking spot and and downtown's not just market square and not just gay street anymore i mean it goes into the old city now. I mean, I, I know you've, you've got a business uh, on Jackson too. So, I mean, the, the footprint for downtown has changed significantly, but, but, you know, let's talk a little bit about, so what you've seen between governor Haslam and then Madeline Rojero and now uh, two years into uh, mayor Ken cannons term. And, and obviously with term limits, City Council changes on a regular basis, um, whereas back in the 80s and 90s, it didn't. What are you seeing as far as the the different approach that, say, Mayor Haslam had versus what, say, Mayor Cannon and the current council have?
1: Well, I think that probably the vision is still there for of the mayors and and let me say this in a nice way I think that I think that anytime you take the reins of leadership from a city um, hopefully you're not completely about facing and going in a different direction you take uh, it's like building blocks you take something a good foundation and you start building upon that and you make it better and I, I'd like to think that you know, even prior to Bill Haslam, we had we had mayors that you know had vision, and and those those foundational blocks started. The differences uh, between the mayors over the years, though, is significant. And when you start looking at the partisanship of the uh, players in the game, what happens is the culture of the city starts changing over time. Mm so much the brick and mortar it's not so much uh, the businesses that come and go because every every living city ebbs and flows but the culture of our city is where i think we're feeling the biggest pain right now and what i mean by that is you look at you look at the culture of the city uh 13 14 years ago it was uh, it was a lot of like-minded people that wanted a certain thing, and the and the leadership of the city um, was very welcoming. And maybe they had to be. I mean, you know, I don't. You know, you wonder why things are the way they are. But you know, when we were coming downtown uh, 13 years ago, it was ridiculous how much they people inside the city, the employees in the city, the other neighbors in the downtown, they literally, I've used this word, they rolled the red carpet out for us. Mm. And it wasn't just for us. It was for every business that was willing to come downtown and make the investment. They wanted us here, and you felt that. It was real. It was genuine. And we all have to do the things necessary, you know, via codes and rules and regulations. Uh, Those things are, are understood. But that culture has completely shifted Ryan. It's, it's, it's not the same way as it was 13 years ago.
0: You think is, and, is some of that yeah. from, is some of that from the recode uh, that, that the city went through uh, some of the codes and that stuff is, is some of that, is some of that mindset so. That is some of that. I don't think so. Okay. All I, mean, right. I don't, I,
1: I, I, I think it has to do with the way you lead and this, there's no longer a culture that uh, is is that is nice I mean mm. it is red tape at every level and I'm not talking about recode and the right. code restrictions but it's the it's the methodology in which they roll this out mm. um, sometimes the codes uh, don't they lack what I call common sense and that is so true and I think that that should always be visited because at some point, people are not going to want to do any business anywhere because the government has made it so difficult. Codes are in place primarily for the protection of people right. around. Right. You know, that's really what they're for.
0: Right. So what are the, um you know, to kind of get um back to the, the, the race at hand, uh mm-hmm. I know you're knocking on a lot of doors. I, I uh, know there's a lot of yard signs out there that are, that are popping up and leaving and coming back. But, um, what, what are the, and that hap- that happens in every race, unfortunately, but, uh, what are, what are, what are the main issues that you're hearing as you knock on the doors for the people in the fourth district and what can people expect, uh, when, uh, Jim Clonaris is their city council representative?
1: Well, like I said, I've been, uh, I have been in, uh, the hospitality industry for years and years. Um, and the one thing that we do in that industry is we take care of the people in our house at that mm-hmm. time. So I'm very big on customer service. I'm quick on uh, customer follow through. Um, follow up is quick. You know, um, I've heard a lot of things out here knocking doors. And yes, I have knocked on a lot of doors, um, literally tens of thousands. And it's fun meeting people. Mm-hmm. The things you hear the most. Um, you know, people are worried about, um, the homeless, uh, and the, and the, um, the stretch from where it started kind of in downtown coming way out into the city, way out into Fountain City, all the way near Easttown. Uh, Holston Hills is, is now getting it way out East, Northeast. And, you know, beyond the city, you can drive down I-40 or 75 and you can see it all the way out at Emory Road. You can go to, Campbell Station Road out near Farragut. Oh, yeah. It's everywhere. Yep. It's everywhere. So that's a big concern. The other issues that I hear are um, speeding. Mm. Flooding is probably the number one thing I hear about in uh, North Knoxville. And and that has blown my mind away because – excuse me – think about that flooding is not something that's just happening some of this flooding and the issues have been going on for decades oh yeah and the city doesn't seem to be able to pull it together to take care of
0: this yeah i remember i remember when broadway used to flood on a regular basis
1: Mhm. well you
0: know you go down uh, like beverly drive mm-hmm. and um
1: uh, there where the city
0: and the county lines meet right uh, there's railroad tracks there yep. you've got a combination of speeding uh, bad roads and
1: significant flooding and the and the constituents that live out there are really frustrated they, just, they don't seem to be able to get anything accomplished um, I've jumped in before even being a before even being uh, elected to office and had a couple of conversations with both city and and county uh, government to try to facilitate some of the challenges that are going on down there so i'm kind of getting a little bit of a test drive being a city council person sure and how and how that happened was i just was knocking on doors and i was just so compelled to hear uh, or compelled to do something based on what i heard and i just picked up the phone started calling the knoxville city uh, uh codes people and um stormwater drains and I called the uh, Glenn Jacobs people and and hopefully now we're going to be able to get together and at least have a conversation and open a dialogue around why we can't get this fixed. And it's about bringing groups together. It's about facilitating and, and trying to come up with a solution and not just talk about the problems and not just walking away from it or you know, hitting a brick wall
0: and saying well i just can't handle that I'm, i don't want to deal with that i've got other fish to fry and moving on you gotta well, stick with the
1: problem until you get it done
0: and at some point at some point the city and county i mean as a, as a former school board member I, I saw it uh you know 17 18 years ago but you know at some point we got to just quit pointing fingers at one another and, and yeah. everybody's just gotta everybody's just gotta figure out how to fix it because end of the day you know I, i've been a Uh, My wife and I were city residents for about six months right after we got married in 88, but uh, I've always grew up in the county and and I still live in the county. But, you know, at the end of the day, city taxpayers are county, um, are are county residents and and county taxpayers. So at the end of the day, it has to be, um, it has to just, everybody's just got to figure out how to work together. Um, And that's probably, you know, I think, I think they're working together a little bit better. It's just to get past the, uh, you know, if we go back to the days of, uh, Mayor Ash and, and, uh, County Executive Kessel, I mean, they, they were fighting all the time. We don't necessarily have that going on with Jacobs and King Cannon, but. You know, if they can get past uh, some of the ideological political stuff. And and I think, I think some new folks on council can, can maybe help that happen. But, um, so. so, uh, well, you know, um, We've got uh, the the early votes uh, running. We're running well. We just started early vote this week, but it's running August the eleventh through the twenty sixth. Primary election is uh, August thirty first, and then um, uh, once you uh, make it out of the primary, then you've got to run again till November. So um, I'll uh, I'll let you uh, have a couple minutes here just to kind of give your last uh, your last little spill and appreciate you being here on the Brian Hornback podcast. Yeah.
1: Bro. Voting did start two days ago, and um, you know you you hope and anticipate after all the hard work, and it's not just me; it's all the candidates that are running. That you go out and you knock on doors, and you talk to constituents, and you talk to people, and try to get them out. This is Knoxville has become a a a really uh, sad situation as far as the number of people that vote. Mm. It it amazes me how few people really vote in elections, and um, you have to get out you got to get off your couch. you got to make decisions. The local votes are probably more important than even the federal elections for us.
0: Absolutely. We can can actually affect change here. Yep. You know, we don't get it
1: handed to us and and just take it. You can actually get involved in Knoxville and local politics. You can actually uh, set policies. You can actually move the needle, if you will, um, and point the compass in the direction that you want to go. But it takes people getting off the couch and uh, and and not being lazy. And I don't mean that in a harsh way. I mean it's just you got to get out and vote.
0: Yeah, it's just, um, just reality.
1: Yeah, I mean the, I think the first two days of early voting,
0: it was probably less than six hundred people that voted. Oh yeah. In the in the whole in the whole
1: uh in the whole city, out of two hundred thousand people, you're yeah. like going what?
0: Five locations on the first day, and only three hundred and thirty-eight people. Uh, yeah. voted out of five locations which you know comes out to about about 60 less than 65 people per location over the course of about what seven or eight hours uh, it's um you know the good of, news is i crazy. had about 40 people call me and tell me they voted for me so well that's good like that's good Those people are voting for yeah. me that's fantastic I they are anyway but Absolutely. Um,
1: you know you, it, it's 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 important to vote and um uh it's important to be involved. This is easy for me to say now. I never paid that much attention, just to be totally honest. Sure. I mean, I really didn't. We're we're all putting our head down. We're doing our businesses. We have our jobs. We've got our families that we're dealing with, and you don't really think about the impact of what city uh, council and mayors have on our lives. Mm. But when you when you start getting, uh, you know, kind of woken up to the fact that, you know, things aren't the way you want them, or you come home and complain all day long uh, to your spouse about what's going on and your spouse looks at just says well quit complaining and do something about it then you start
0: paying attention right and then you realize oh my gosh all of these things we affect, can be affected by
1: our choices and uh and that's kind of where i am yeah and i hope that everybody listening to your show uh considers just for a split second you know what that guy made a little bit of sense. I probably should go out and vote. All right, and um, I appreciate anyone looking at uh, at me as a candidate. I'm just a local business owner, uh, not a real politician, if you will, who's just gotten a little bit fed up with the direction uh, the city has moved, and uh, want to get don't want to get involved and make a difference for the lives of all the people in my district district four
0: yep well, and of course the whole city that's right and 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 that is uh that is interesting i'm glad you mentioned that because uh i don't know that i've mentioned it before but uh only those people in district four get to vote for um their choice of um of one of the three candidates in the primary but then you get to go citywide uh mm-hmm. after 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 the primary so everybody in the city will then get to vote for for one their choice of one of the the five uh, city council seats that are up in November. So, uh, so it is a, it is an interesting, it is an interesting dynamic that is the city of Knoxville. And, uh, and, you know, everything you said uh, took me back to a uh, former speaker of the house, Tip O'Neill, who was a Democrat from, from up North. Uh, but he said that all politics is local. And if you want to control, uh, if you want to control your local taxes and the local decisions, it's all it's all at the city council level uh, in the city. Yeah. so so that's important, and uh, folks need to get out there. And uh, again, uh, Jim, I appreciate you uh, taking time to be on the Brian Hornback podcast, and good luck, and uh, we'll be talking to you in a couple of months as we get close to November.
1: Thanks, Brian. appreciate you and all you do in our community.
0: Thank you, sir.